Hello everyone and welcome back to Endopod. This is Vivian here from the University of Aberdeen and I'll be going through the second case of our mystery case series today. If you haven't seen our first mystery case yet, don't forget to check that out as well. This series involves discussions on specific case studies with the conditions only being revealed as we work through the case. Our patient today is 53-year-old Andrew who works as a construction worker. He has come into the GP practice today accompanied by his wife. Andrew's wife complains that he has been snoring quite badly for the past six months and she believes his voice and some of his facial features have changed. Andrew goes on to tell you he has had to buy new shoes this month and it is as his feet have grown to sizes. He is also no longer able to wear his wedding ring because it won't fit his finger anymore, which he doesn't understand as he has, as he has not gained any weight recently. He also has noticed that his hands have been numb in the past few months. Andrew has no significant past medical history or family history of endocrine disorders. He has not experienced any excessive sweating, joint or muscle pain, and hasn't had any erectile dysfunction. So next we would like to examine Andrew. Is there anything you think you might see during his examination given the short history above? Have a second to think about it. On examination of his head and neck, Andrew has an elongated head shape, a large protruding jaw, an enlarged nose, tongue and ears, and prominent supraorbital ridges. He also has a husky voice. His height is 5 foot 9 inches or 180 centimeters. His feet are 11 inches and his hands are 7.6 inches. When assessing his visual fields, Andrew was unable to see areas in the outer half of both of his right and left visual fields. His further systemic examination showed no abnormalities. So now take a few seconds to think about what further tests you would do in Andrew's case. Can you come up with some differential diagnosis for his condition based on his history and examination? So. Because of the change in Andrew's facial features and the growth of his hands and feet, an imbalance of his growth hormone levels would be suspected. Growth hormone, also called sunmatotropin, is a peptide hormone released by the anterior pituitary in response to growth hormone releasing hormone. It is an important promoter of growth in children before their epiphyseal growth plates have closed. In adults, it is involved in a wide range of metabolic processes helps maintain blood glucose levels and stimulates the release of insulin-like growth factor 1, which has widespread growth-promoting effects. To test for an excess of growth hormone, a random growth hormone level would not be helpful as the levels of the hormone fluctuate throughout the day and could give a false negative or a false positive. The initial test, therefore, would be to test for insulin-like growth factor 1 because the levels of this hormone are relatively constant. An oral glucose tolerance test would also be carried out. This involves the patient's serum GH being measured before and after they are given 100 grams of oral glucose. In healthy individuals, the release of growth hormone would be suppressed after being given exogenous glucose. In patients with excess growth hormone, however, the levels of growth hormone wouldn't become suppressed. Andrew's IGF-1 levels came back high and the results of his oral glucose tolerance test also confirmed 
the excess of growth hormone, which then essentially confirms his diagnosis. So now have a second to think about whose condition is. Andrew's diagnosis is acromegaly. The most common cause of acromegaly is a pituitary adenoma, so Andrew is referred further for an MRI, which then confirms the presence of a pituitary adenoma. Now let's go through how the excess growth hormone in Andrew's system explains his symptoms. Andrew's acromegaly is due to a neuroendocrine pituitary tumor, which secretes excess growth hormone. This excess growth hormone, after epiphyseal growth plates have closed, will result in an enlargement of the hands, feet, nose, tongue, and ears of patients. It can also lead to a deepening of their voice and excess sweating due to enlargement of sweat glands. The explanation for the numbness in Andrew's hands could be due to growth of his hands putting excess pressure on his nerves resulting in carpal tunnel syndrome. And how would a pituitary adenoma explain the loss of Andrew's outer visual fields? What is this condition called? This condition is called bitemporal hemianopia and it occurs due to the pituitary adenoma placing pressure on the patient's optic chiasm, therefore leading to a loss of the outer visual fields. Can you think of what excess growth hormone before the closure of epiphyseal growth plates would cause? This would cause gigantism, where there is a strikingly tall stature. So now moving on to the management of acromegaly, how would Andrew's condition be managed? The management of a growth hormone secreting pituitary adenoma involves three different categories. Surgical management, medical treatment, and radiotherapy. So in Andrew's case, as he is fit for surgery, the first line management would be a transpenoidal surgery. This involves the surgical resection of his adenoma. He is referred for the surgery, which is successful and alleviates his symptoms. Medical treatment options would include somatostatin analogs, such as octreotide, which is given as a monthly injection. This drug decreases growth hormone release and may result in the shrinkage of the pituitary tumor. Growth hormone antagonists such as oegvisomant may also be given. These come in the form of a daily injection and reduce the levels of IGF-1. Radiotherapy is usually only given in cases where both surgical and medical management has not worked. Thank you so much for listening to today's Mystery Case Podcast. We'll be back again soon with a new case.